to Widow's Might Because Life Happens, podcast number 11. My name is Vittoria and I am going to take a little time out from my last two podcasts where I spoke about learning more about grieving and the processes attached to it. Here I am in the middle of a season in which Christmas uh, is a celebration of the birth of the Savior, the Savior I love and adore named Jesus or in the Hebrew, Yeshua. And as of last Sunday evening, which was Christmas Eve, against all of my inner emotional desires, I forced myself to go to one of my children's homes and celebrate the evening with the family, or at least part of the family that once was mine. I made every effort to stay positive throughout the evening. Of course, while children were opening gifts, everyone took pleasure in the moments of surprise and appreciation experienced by and reflected on the faces of those children. Then, driving home, I was hit with the reality that I was and am alone. Alone in this world, for all intents and purposes. And for this reason, I found myself locked up in my room the next day, trying to push away all of the reverberating hurt. I thought of all the years I enjoyed, and that led of course, to considering the gifts of family that I took for granted. I heard a phrase spoken on TV years ago, decades ago actually, that I always found interesting. The phrase said, loneliness remembers what happiness forgets. There in my room, those words came to life. So here I am, and I am sitting in front of this computer on a night before New Year's Eve. I have an entire year ahead of me that in my mind's eye has no plan, no purpose, at least as far as I can tell at this moment. And I sit here pondering. I was trying to decide what will I make this year what will I make of this year? What will I try to do? What new experiences will I make an effort to entertain or to delve into? I have no answers at this point because what this past week, this entire week made me remember in my loneliness was that I still have not finished grieving. The insight that I experienced of the homeless who have no family to celebrate the season with and all of the festivities that are wrapped around family during this time made it virtually impossible for me to forget that I am alone. And it made me feel very much like I would like to try and be there for those ones who are alone. Can I do that? That's the question. Can I be there for people who are alone when I am alone? Will I identify with them on a much larger scale because of my plight in this moment, in this season, if I can call it a season? I don't know if it's a new phase in my life. I don't know if I identify with it as of yet. I am still trying very hard to make a determination as to who I am in the middle of all of this. I don't like calling myself a widow, and 
I was thinking too the other day about how I don't like calling myself old either. I don't see myself as old. In fact, I laughed at myself when I thought of others calling me that old woman. And I'm not sure if that is me in denial or if it's me pushing to be more in this season. If that's me trying to shake it all off and make something come out of the ashes that I feel have been burned from the, what do I call it? Burned in the face of my once reality, my old reality. I don't really know. I can make up words, I can make up labels, but what will it change? The fact is, I really do need to find some way to get beyond all of this. Widows might because life happens. It was initiated because I have been in a search. And in this search, I'm discovering the things that I never knew. Not about life as such, but about myself even. Recognizing that I have in so many ways been sheltered, in so many ways lived in a cocoon of my own imagination. I have not really ventured outside the parameters of security that have always embraced me. And here I am being forced to do that. I mean, I could create new parameters that embrace me and shut myself in and not feel anything anymore and stop crying just for the sake of not crying. But I don't believe that's the answer to this problem. I believe that crying is healthy. I believe facing the reality is needed and necessary. I believe that there's something more, there's something that goes beyond this. This is not the end all of all. And so, again, during this week, I was caught in the same plane, the plane that leads me to focus on something that I have always had to focus on in order to get myself over humps and hurdles. And that's my faith, because my faith has been this instrument that has helped me to overcome, to rise above, to continue when continuing is the last thing that I want to do. The fact of the matter is, my life has never been typical. It's never been average. I was not born under the typical circumstances. I was not married under the average circumstance. I was surrounded in a regime of tradition that was not normal for me and certainly outside of the parameters of society. They weren't crazy traditions, they were just old-fashioned traditions that didn't fit into the modern world. But I made them work because I found myself challenged, I found myself enjoying the rewards, but I'll call them blessings, that came along with the difficulties. And at every stage I learned that there's no such thing as a life that has no difficulties. 
We have a saying in Italian that every door has its cross. And what that means is that every life or every household has some sort of difficult, spiraling crisis factor that either keeps returning to plague or to bother or to challenge or makes life dull and dreary and difficult. What my mind tells me though is that it's not so much a household thing, it's a personal thing. Every life has some sort of question mark hanging over it. The question of fitting in, the question of doing what's right, the question of following a pathway that is beneficial to self and to those around. And in that question mark, there are so many factors that have the power to make a mark. What we allow to come in and make that mark is what actually carves itself into the wood carving of our lives, if that's what we're going to call it, just because that's what I just called it. You know, um, I'm just an ordinary woman who had a remarkable, extraordinary love life with the man of her dreams and who is now subjected to moving forward without that person. And I'm not alone. There are many individuals out there who have lost a person that is more than just an interest. This person was a heartbeat. It was the kindred soul that helped make every day worthwhile. And I don't want to break up now. It's almost been two years for me. I don't want to break down and cry. I don't want to spiral into self-pity mode. I don't want to feel alone. I don't want to allow myself to be crumbling and, and falling apart because it's not gonna help me. It's not gonna help anyone. So I have a choice to make. Over and over I've said that. I find myself repeating over and over the fact that there's a choice to be made here. Yes, I can shrivel up and die if I so choose, but I don't choose that. I cannot continue as though there are certain things in my life that never existed. I do still have a family. It's missing a vital part, actually more than one, but I also have other things in this life, in this journey that I'm on that have made my life exciting and that have filled me with the interest, the determination, the passion to move forward, to wake up every morning, to fill the hours with more than just something that will become dust in an hour, that will be forgotten. Sure, loneliness remembers what happiness forgets, but there are things that make one happy that will never be forgotten. They're part of the memories that build us up and create part of who we are, or at least part of who we could be. So I'm not going to quit. 
I cannot quit. Sure, I could just decide to stop here and forget about this podcast, forget about waking up in the morning, forget about making my bed and trying to move forward. Just cry day and night until I don't know what, until the tears dry up, until the life dries up. But I'm not that person. I never was and I cannot be now. So I need to buck up as I formulate a plan to reach past all of this. I don't want to call it nonsense. It's not. It's part of the process. I know it. It has to be. Otherwise, I wouldn't be going through this. But the process doesn't have to be one that leads to a dead end. I'm sure that many adventures have their lumps, bumps, pits, hurdles, mountains, and I'm not going to get buried underneath one of them. I'm going to somehow find a mechanism, a, a factor, a Really, in the end, all it is is my faith. It's going to be my faith. It's always been my faith. So as I was looking through the internet the other day, I found a, a book that was all about grieving, and it was all about living past the grief, but it talked about a spiritual mentor that helps people to rise above the circumstance. And I just thought to myself, well, who is this person anyway? He never died for me. He hasn't been resurrected in, in as much as... I know that faith structure doesn't say that he has, and my faith structure does. My faith structure tells me that not only did my Savior die for me, he rose again, and he lives to intercede for me. And so if nothing else, and if by no other means, I am going to make it through this desert that I find myself in, and it's going to be because of my faith. Therefore, whether I am alone or accompanied, I am going to continue this podcast. Why? Widows might because life happens. Life happens. Life is happening. Right now, there's something stirring up in my gut telling me this is not it. I'm not done for. Yes, I've lost my best friend. Yes, I miss him like crazy. But I'm not done. I'm moving forward and I might do it well because life still happens and because I have a savior that created me with a purpose and a plan and somehow I still haven't reached that place where I know what that means I'm looking for an answer what does it mean to have been created with a purpose and a plan though I'm not exactly sure I know one thing that every person I've ever met that didn't have a purpose or a plan was not worth knowing. Partly because their lives were dull. They had erratic thought patterns and didn't really follow the prescription of anything that I consider to be good. They were all over the place, jumping here and there and everywhere and never settling on anything. I can't live like that. I need to settle this. If you're willing to go with me through it, then I welcome you. I am going to invite again anyone who might like to write to me. I still have not received not even one email, but that is probably because no one's listening. 
And that's okay. Because just being here and talking to no one and maybe someone has helped me to come to terms with whatever this is. And I'm not going to stay here. I have something to prove, not to myself, but to the Savior who created me with a purpose and a plan. I want to know what it is. I'm hungry for it. More now than ever. Widows might because life happens. Yes. What else? What else do I have that can propel me forward, compel me to move forward? There's not a whole lot. My children have their own lives. I see that more clearly now than ever. And I am not alone. There's a world of humanity out there waiting for a gift, perhaps something that I can offer. A gift of inspiration, perhaps, to return to life from the dead. Maybe I can help them with that because that's what I'm searching desperately to find a solution. My solution is Jesus. And he's going to get me through this. Not some other human being who lived on this earth and died in obscurity, leaving behind a few books to study and learn from. The book I hold to and the book I study from is a book that has been around for thousands of years. It's the oldest book on the face of this earth. It has been read by millions and billions of individuals, at least people who could read. And it is the best-selling book of all time. It has one theme, a theme of love, a theme of conquest. For who? For the living God, the creator, the maker of the universe. He made me. He knew my ending from the beginning. And I'm just living through it. And it's been hard. And I hurt. But somehow he's going to get me past this hurt. And I'm going to live again. I'm going to live for him. For the people around me. And I'm going to do it well. Because I can do no less. So I invite you, once again, if you're there, and if you're not, it doesn't matter. Not in the end, not in the long scheme of things. The fact is, I invite you to email me, tell me your story, share with me at emtee5578 at gmail.com. That's mt5578 at gmail.com. If you feel so inclined, if you're out there, if you're listening, if you feel like sharing, and I don't have to share what you tell me with anyone unless you'd like me to, in which case, please let me know. For now, I'm going to say, God bless you. May the new year, the upcoming year, be one that is filled with life. Be one that is filled with hope. Be one that is filled with the faith that there's something still waiting for us. Something magnificent, something amazing, something special. Something that we didn't expect that is just on the horizon. I'm waiting for it. I'm hungry for it. And I will wait with anticipation. In the meantime, I will say ciao for now, friends. This is Widow's Might because life happens. 
My name is Victoria. God bless you.